we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is Dump on the Um, Ostensibly a Baseball Podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, October the 13th, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight, I'm looking at the document right now, and I uh, see that I'm going to steal your hot take, actually. Uh, okay, yeah, go for it. It has to do with the White Sox manager, Ricky, Ricky Renteria, right? Yeah. Who got shown the door by White Sox brass this year after overseeing the White Sox rebuild over the past three seasons, right? Right. Four. This was his, he just finished his fourth season as their manager. And brought them to the playoffs for the first time in, whatever, 10 years or something. 12, yeah. 12. And uh, previous to his uh, job as the White Sox manager, he served as the Cubs manager in a very similar scenario, overseeing a rebuild and then getting fired once the rebuild was complete uh, for high-profile, hotshot, hipster grandpa Joe Madden. And wine connoisseur. Right, wine Merlot connoisseur Joe Madden. So my hot take, Joel, is that Ricky Renteria really needs to rebrand himself. Uh, I know! <laughs> and that's, Ricky Renteria, like, needs to hire a PR firm to, like, rebrand his image from, like, friendly, harmless, like, won't-get-in-the-way rebuild manager Ricky Renteria to World Series competing, we'll call him Rick, Rick Renteria, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, fuck this Ricky shit. Yeah, he's got to drop the Y, the E-Y at the end of his name. He's got to now be Rick Renteria, World Series, like, thirsty for a World Series, you know? No, hungry, not thirsty. Hungry for a World Series. Hungry for a World Series. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering about that because what would the parallel be in any other job industry of the mid-manager who's just good enough to get your company where you want it to go, and then you... Fire. Right. And bring in a shark, like from <laughs> from outside. And like yeah. he he was the manager for the Cubs up through the he got fired after the 2015 season. They won the World Series in 2016. Right. Yeah. He became the manager of the White Sox. He gets fired. Like if the White Sox win the World Series next year and I'm Ricky Renteria, I'm fucking pissed off, man. <laughs> I know. I know, I don't understand it. And he does have this reputation for being a nice guy. Right, that's the problem. Right? That's the problem. He, yeah. He's one of those player um, uh, coaches, player managers. Right. And, yeah, you definitely. know, it's funny because the I read the, like, statement of the general manager, the president of baseball operations or whatever, and yeah, like, it was uh, like, he said, you're not going to find anybody in this organization who has a single bad thing to say about Ricky Renteria. And I thought that was like the most insulting shit that you could say about anybody. Because it's like, you're not going to find anyone who can say anything bad about this guy. So like, why the fuck did you fire him? And it's because like, you're not going to find anyone who's like, oh yeah, you know, he's a nice guy, but like, you know, he's kind of a fucking idiot or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> Exactly. My hot take on that is 
Ricky Renteria, they were talking even before the season of, is this going to be Ricky's last year? They, so it wasn't a surprise, even though the White Sox really overachieved expectations in 2020. The problem, honestly, in my opinion, was the end of the season slide, that losing streak that they went on to end the season that kicked them out of the division lead, kicked them out of either first, you know, they were the number one seed going into that. So they lost the division championship and they lost home field advantage for whatever that would be worth in the wild card round. Uh-huh. I think that upset a lot of people. And there was this one game, the September 24th game against the Cleveland Indians. The White Sox have a 4-1 lead and he brings in Carlos Rodon as a reliever a dude who hasn't pitched in more than two months, and Rodon gives up four runs, and the White Sox get swept by the Cleveland Indians in a four-game series. I think that pissed a lot of people within the organization off. That's just, you know, my hot take on that. I don't know. Because a lot of people are saying he got fired because they lost to the Oakland A's in the playoffs. I don't think that's true. I don't think that was his fault. Right. Well, and like you said, the White Sox really overachieved and he kind of, you know, it was a short season and they were in a week to week pod. But even still, like he put together a competitive unit out of, yeah. you know, a bunch of like kind of young, untested players like rookies and then some free agents coming from different organizations. So like... Kudos to Ricky Renteria for putting together a winning team this season, I think. Right. So now the fun part begins. Let's all speculate wildly who the White Sox are going to hire for their next manager. Yeah. Oh, my other hot take is I learned this week that White Sox Twitter is full of a bunch of fucking idiots. But I guess that's just (laughs) maybe just Twitter in general. But the stuff you've been sending us, me, from the Twitter feed with all your White Sox pals is just like really stupid shit. Um, but that being said, who do they think it's going to be? Well, I, you know, I am out here stumping for player manager and left fielder Yasiel Puig. That's right. who we should hire for yeah. the next manager. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> they want, I think uh, Hinch is generally the number one pick for uh, most of White Sox Twitter. Alex Cora, <laughs> obviously on the list. The funniest fucking thing was this journalist, Bob Nightingale, for USA Today, he tweeted out that he had the inside scoop that Tony Larusa was the lead candidate. And everybody got so mad about that, I thought it was hilarious. Because he's like 100 years old? Because <laughs> he's like 100 years old. I didn't even realize he was still alive. I'll be honest. <laughs> right. He's 100 years old and hasn't managed since the 60s or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, if we get Alex Cora, I would love Alex Cora, but they got to find him in his hideout in Puerto Rico. Yeah. He's wearing his mustache and, and his monk uh, glasses. Yeah, I and feel like, you, you ever watch Avengers Endgame? Wait, is it Endgame? Yeah, you yeah, know, every, you... every Saturday night at 2 a.m. after <laughs> a bottle of bourbon, yes. Right, yeah, no, I know, I know that you have watched that movie many times, but I just think that, like, you know the scene where they go to look for the Hulk and he's just like 
locked up in his shack playing like streaming video games with his alien pals and like just getting that's shit faced. Thor. Thor, that's Thor, not Hulk. Oh Hulk yeah, Thor. Thor. I meant yeah. Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's that, Alex Cora. That's right Alex Cora right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's in Puerto Rico, just like like soaking in a t- hot tub full of rum. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a hot tub full of rum and pineapple juice. But also playing Call of Duty and yelling at thirteen year olds on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. AJ Hinch, you know, he's high up on the list also, but I think some folks had a legitimate criticism, you know, because of the trash can gate. Either he was cool with the cheating or nobody fucking respected him that and he couldn't do anything about it, right? You Depending know, on what yeah. way you I think that he was but, cool I think he was cool with the cheating and just ended up being a fall guy for that whole scenario. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly what happened. But, you know, you got to worry about these guys, A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora, and it's like, are they as good as they seem to be? Because, like, clearly they were getting a little extra help. Right, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, Oh, I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh, and people are thinking because Dallas Keuchel is on the White Sox right now, they'll go after uh, Hinch because of Keuchel. But I don't fucking know. Who knows? We'll see. Godspeed, Ricky Renteria. I think he, 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 oh no, he was kind of, how do you do that job? Hey, I'm, I'll take care of your shitty team until it gets good and then you can fire me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'm a professional placeholder for people who are better <laughs> at my job than I am, you know? Exactly. I'm just gonna hang around until you get enough talent to get a good manager to want to come here. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, uh, stay tuned, more to come for that. Um, I'm coming at you from Bend, Oregon. My hot take: Rest in peace, Joe Morgan. He died. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, at Chicken Puppet on Twitter. He and I were talking about Fire Joe Morgan the day before Joe Morgan died. And I actually had sent him a, a meme of The Undertaker because we were talking about Fire Joe Morgan, the website. And then the next day, Joe Morgan died. So uh, so I think I jinxed it. I think I killed you Joe You think Morgan. you killed Joe Morgan? I think I, I think I killed Joe Morgan. Sorry about that, that everybody. That is a hot take, Joel. <laughs> didn't mean to. Fuck, dude. That guy's like an American hero. I know. I feel really bad. I was just making fun of him the day before he died on Twitter. <laughs> well, I, shit. <laughs> I seriously hadn't thought about Joe Morgan in like two years. <laughs> Wait, what's Fire Joe Morgan? What's that website? Fire Joe Morgan is the greatest baseball website blog from the early 2000s of all time. Um, And they got, I don't know if it's still archived on the internet, like 2004 to 2006. And it's mostly the authors, they're famous guys, but I don't remember their names, like talking shit, because it was like the beginning of analytics. Right. And these were like pro analytics guys, 
and just making fun of mostly making fun of Joe Morgan because he was doing baseball tonight at that time. Oh, and he was very anti-analytics. <clears throat> they were pro-analytics, but Joe Morgan is a big, like, play baseball the right way. Joe Morgan was like the Alex Rodriguez of 2004, right? right? You know, he was like, bunt, steal, play the right way, don't listen to the Moneyball moves. Right. Derek Jeter is the greatest player in the history of baseball, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. This is like 2004. You can't help yourself. Like, this man just died. He's not even, like, cold in the ground yet. (laughs) (laughs) You kill him, and then you're just still talking, like, spitting into his open grave right now. (laughs) And he holds all sorts of records for player and manager and shit that I didn't even know about. Yeah. 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 He's like a beloved sportscaster (laughs) for 30 years. Hero of the Big Red Machine from the 70s. Uh, anyway, he, he dead. He died, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So from, this is what you come for this podcast for. Great baseball analysis, right. ladies and gentlemen. Also, you know, if you want anyone killed, just tweet at us. <laughs> Joel will put a hex on them. Uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, Thomas is not. He, Thomas was going to be with us tonight, but he could not make it. But he might. Uh, maybe, you know, he'll maybe he'll call in later or something. But shout out to everybody who listened to last week's episodes: Columbus, Ohio; Champaign, Illinois; Providence; Redmond, Oregon; Seattle, Washington; San Jose, California; Moscow, Dostoevsky; and Nas Island. I thought that was a cool name for a town. Yeah. Nas lives there, actually. I, I, that's what we always Fun fact. Nas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also got some other shout-outs. Uh, Zach and Courtney. Yeah, in Providence. they. Uh, I saw them over the weekend, and they were like, we're sick of just hearing shout-out to Providence. We want shout-outs by name. So this is going out to Zach and Courtney. Courtney, the Giants are at 0-5 now, right? 0-4? <clears throat> and managed to lose... What's that? The New Jersey Giants. The, the new the New Jersey Giants of New Jersey, yeah. Uh, they managed to lose to a Cowboys squad. They managed to break Dak Prescott's ankle with a lead and still lose to an Andy Dalton-led uh, Cowboys friend, right. squad. So, shout out to Courtney. Um, yeah. And then we got a shout out uh, to Todd, right? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted us to talk about how terrible the Philadelphia Phillies were. Right. Todd, uh, big fan of the podcast, huge fan of Philadelphia sports. Um, So that hasn't been going too well for him for, you know, most of his life. Right. Oh, eight, they won the World Series? Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, they lost to the Miami Marlins this year in that division. I mean, shout out to all NFC East fans, honestly, because... That, like, we're looking at a, someone's going to win, like, the Cowboys are going to win that division at, like, right. 4 and 12. <laughs> well, they have to play each other eventually, but yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> meanwhile, true. No! <laughs> meanwhile, you've got the NFC West, which is, like, stacked. Didn't the, didn't the Eagles and the Giants tie each other earlier this season? Uh, the Eagles have a tie. I thought it was against the Cincinnati. Oh, Bengals. right. It was against the Bengals. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
So they don't, they have to play each other, Joe, but they don't have to win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be 4 and 12. They're going to be 4, 7, and 5. <laughs> <laughs> you're Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, your NFC East champions. Yep. So anyway, this should be a warning to anybody else who wants a shout out by name, I guess. Yeah. We're just going to uh, trash your teams. <laughs> we can do that. I want to give a shout out to Twitter at Two Strike Noise at High and Inside. They have baseball podcasts too. Don't listen to their baseball podcast until you're done listening to our baseball right. podcast. Yeah. So, so if, you wanna listen, if you want to yeah. listen to another podcast just to see how much better our podcast is than other right. baseball podcasts, then you should definitely listen to them. Uh, but they, I was making jokes about Ty Cobb on the internet being a racist, and they kind of well actually me that he wasn't that much of a racist. So now I got They gave me homework. I got to read a goddamn book about Ty Cobb now. Right. So I'm gonna do that. But I did learn something today. Yeah, it's the Ty Cobb book. It's authored by David Duke, president of the KKK. Slash Ty Cobb fan club. Right, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you know what? Ty Cobb was not very racist, you know? Well, I found out today that Ty Cobb, I grew up in Bend, Oregon, and from the 40s to the 60s, Ty Cobb Owned a Coca-Cola bottling plant in that town in Bandoy. Huh. Nice. That's so weird. Anyway, shout out to them. Thanks everybody for listening. Make sure that you listen on your favorite listening app. If it's Apple, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. All right. Let's get to the actual podcast part of the podcast. Sweet. You want to go first or you want me to? Uh, you go. Okay. Uh, we're starting off with, you know, it's a it's a topic that we're both very excited about, actually. Yeah. Um, the Yankees lose. Ah, <clears throat> uh, that was great. That was. I'm really glad I went first, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays eliminated the New York Yankees last week with a dramatic 2-1 victory in Game 5 of the five-game division series in which Mike Brossard pinch-hit a solo home run off of uh, wife-beating closer Alrodis Chapman in the eighth inning, which proved to be the difference in the game. The Rays later trolled the Yankees during their on-field celebration with G-Man Choi posting on his Instagram Tampa Bay players smoking cigars and singing along to Frank Sinatra and Jay-Z singing their New York songs. New Yorkers have predictably spiraled into a cycle of self-pity with Aaron Boone saying, it's awful, and the ending is cruel, and Aaron Judge talking about how much losing hurts and then listing all of the baseball teams who are better than they are. Uh, So the question is, why are the Yankees such a bunch of little bitches? Because they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no team I know of. And, you know, for listeners of the podcast, we hate on the Yankees all the time. But there's no baseball squadron that 
indulges in more self-pity than the New York Yankees yeah. when you lose baseball games. And like, uh, like not just the team, it's the fans as well. And the media. And the media, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's ridiculous. And I, I was reading, you know, the New York Post, that uh, shining, bright example of sports journalism. And just journalism and, uh, in general. Right, exactly, exactly. I need to know about man arrested for having 27 pounds of marijuana and five chihuahuas and a crocodile. Right. In um, <clears throat> but they were talking about, they were talking about, oh, the Yankees had such high expectations. Um, you know, they were supposed to be the team to beat in the American League. And, you know... We were calling people out about this at the beginning of the season, that everybody was like, oh, the Yankees are the team to beat. And I think all of us were like, we're not so sure about that, you guys. Yeah, we were like, pretty sure that they weren't the team to beat. They were not the team to beat, right? They, they've got the lineup that was always hurt and was hurt again this season. They After Garrett Cole, they didn't have the pitching. And Gary Sanchez is the worst AAA player in America. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's getting sent back to high school at the beginning of next season. <laughs> right. They can't even get him a job in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre Right, anymore. yeah. They're sending him back to high school because he never graduated because he's too right. stupid. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know, like, they're acting like this is a terrible... Like they collapsed, but they didn't collapse. They right. Beat. Well, the truth is, Joe, like, I mean, everyone's always like, oh, Aaron Judge is so good. Oh, Giancarlo Stanton is so good. You know, like, the best player on that team this season was Luke Voigt. And Luke Voigt yeah. is not very good. And, like, to have him, like, he had a decent year, but, like, that guy's not very good. And if he's the best player on your team, then your team's not that great, you know? Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> Oof, we're both coughing. Um, Top like, of the cough. Yeah, really. Like, I I love hating on Judge and Stanton, but they are good at hitting baseballs very far. Like, I mean, very at... far, but not very often. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And they did not have them for a big chunk of the year. Or but every was, year. Like, they're always hurt. And we were saying this before the series. Um, the Rays took 8 out of 10 against the Yankees in the regular season. Right. And then 3 out of 5 in the postseason. Yeah. 3 out of 5 in the postseason. And that Game 5 was great. I loved watching that Game 5. It was super dramatic. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge G-Man Choi fan. He right. like he hits like five hundred off of Garrett Cole. Like nobody else can hit Garrett Cole, but for some reason, like G Man Choi just fucking owns him, which right. I think is hilarious. And his actual name is G Man. Like right. that's literally his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he needs to get some sick endorsements after this. Seriously, it's right. like every single rapper in the world wishes that they were born with the name G Man. <laughs> yeah. And he made some great defensive plays at first base. Right. Um, Randy, uh, oh, can't pronounce his last name. Arizonado? Yeah. Oh, Arena. my bad. Randy Arena. he was playing great. Uh, I would put him on the 
Mount Rushmore of Randy's, you know, Randy Rosarina, Randy Johnson, Randy Newman, Randy <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Randy Rosarina is pretty great, Randy. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Bruce Sard taking Chapman deep in the eighth inning. Right, and I don't know if you guys remember uh, when the Yankees and the Rays, who've kind of been like spitting back and forth at each other all season, uh, they there was a bases, I mean, uh, sorry, a benches clearing brawl where Chapman appeared to throw a hundred mile fastball ball at Bussard's head earlier in the season. Yeah, um, I think he did. I want to talk a little bit about Chapman because they got knocked out of the postseason last year by the Astros after yep. a walk off home run against, against Chapman, Chapman in right. Game six. right? Yep, and it happened. When he was with the Cubs, too. Right. He should, they should have lost that game. He got fucking lucky that they didn't lose that yep. game against the Cubs. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I make the mistake of calling him the MLB's best closer. He kind of isn't. Well, and I think that this is like, you know, we all know he's a wife beater, right? If you listen to this podcast, we won't let you forget it. He's a terrible right. scumbag of a human being. But I feel right. like if you're like the kind of guy who is a professional athlete, like a physical specimen of a man, and you beat up women, then you're not, you're like a weak person, right? You gotta be. like, right. You, right. And, and that's not the sort of person that can handle the sort of pressure that is involved in being a closer in the, playoff, in right. the playoffs in Major League Baseball. And I feel that's like people point. should recognize that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with that. The, and I also, I'm not gonna let Aaron Boone off you know, Scott Free on this either. He sent Chapman out there in the bottom of the seventh. Right, he for a five-out save. Seven-out save. Chapman, seven, yeah, I don't sorry. think Chapman's thrown more than an inning and a third all year long. Right. That was crazy. That was a crazy move. Anyway, thank fucking God the Yankees are out. I do have one question for you about them. Okay. What do you see DJ LeMahieu doing? Is he a free agent? He, ha- he is a free agent. I'm not sure they'll sign him again. Yeah, I'm really curious. They might. I mean, that. he's going to get someone's going to pay him for sure. He's a good, right. you know, he's a good kind of top of the order sort of hitter, and he can play a number of positions. So he's like a valuable guy. I'm not sure the Yankees are going to give him the sort of money that he's going to get. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they might. Um, I think they have some young players who can play. Uh, middle infield spots, um, or sorry, right side of the infield spots. Um, but I don't know. The thing is, is that um, what I wanted to say about the Yankees is that all through the playoffs, like the Padres lose, and then there's like an article on ESPN that's like, what do the Padres need to do uh, to be competitive, like to get over the hump next season right and like the the mariner the sorry the marlins lose and they're like what do the marlins need to like be competitive next season and then the yankees lose and there's an article that's like what went wrong with the yankees and it's like (laughs) the yankees like had serious holes all season long and the only way you'd know about it is if you were listening to this fucking podcast exactly 
what the fuck? Yeah. But the thing is, is that the Yankees have some issues that they need to address if they're going to yeah. ever win a World Series, uh, like yeah, in the 10 years games. that they have Garrett Cole under contract. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Cole did his job. Um, you know, he only gave up one run in, I think, five and a third innings. Their bullpen is weak. Their rotation after Garrett Cole is highly suspect. Right, and, T- and Tanaka's just getting who older. Who is? <clears throat> Tanaka. Oh, yeah, and you know I think Tanaka's trash. He is trash. Uh, Severino's trash. They got that guy who missed all of this season with a domestic abuse uh, suspension. Uh, Domingo Jumon, yeah. Right, so he'll probably be back next year. He's trash. And, like, mark my words, will not be able to perform under pressure. Right. um, Which is probably the scenario... Never mind. I do like uh, that short guy, Debbie Garcia, who's got he, – he's funny. I don't know. He's a rookie. They send him out there to pitch. <laughs> All right. Enough about the Yankees. I'm getting mad. Uh, <laughs> and they lost. Why am I getting mad? <clears throat> they lost, and they're out of it. I should be happy. Right. Yeah, well, be happy. I- and the thing is, is like what they need to address is the fact that they're not going to have Giancarlo Stanton – or Aaron Judge for 150, 140 games any right. season. Like, those guys are both good for maybe 100 games a season, and that's it. Right. right. And you got to save them for the playoffs if you're going to the playoffs. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Also, Aaron Boone has a weird high-pitched voice. Did you ever notice that? No. I try not to listen to him talk. Yeah. Well, the Rays beat them. And so, thank you, Tampa Bay. Thank you, Tampa Bay Rays, for saving us all from right. fucking Houston versus New York ALCS. Yeah, and thank you for, like, rubbing it in their fucking face yeah, that after was the way they yeah. treated you all season and also the yeah. way that the media treated you all season when right. even though you were clearly in control of the AL East and mopping the floor with the fucking Yankees all season yep. long, everyone still kept just talking about the Yankees. So, good on you, Tampa Bay for uh, making sure that everybody saw you, like, rubbing it in the Yankees' faces. Fuck yeah. And they're up two games tonight against the Astros now. Right. The Astros, everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh, here come the Astros. Uh, You know, they're waking up. Springer's waking up. um, Correa's waking up. Zach Granke is a weirdo. Um, I actually really like Zach Granke. Uh, but the Rays have just looked really good. They're up two games to none on the Astros. I, they're playing right now. I think the Astros were actually up. We both, right, Sam? We both kind of were looking at the Rays as the best team in the a, uh, in the American League uh, postseason. Yeah. Are they, should they be the favorites right now? The Rays. The Rays, yeah. I think the Rays were the favorite in the AL from the beginning of the playoffs, easily. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that they, you know, I think that we, what I want to talk about with the Astros is like, they shouldn't even have been in the playoffs at all this year. Um, And I feel like we as baseball fans have kind of been shortchanged a little bit in this postseason, uh, which I want to talk about now and also with the next point in that there's like just a really diluted playoff field um, right now. Um, And I think that, you know, I said this last week, the A's 
were a good team, but they were, you know, they relied on the home run so hard that <clears throat> if they just got cold a little bit, then they were done. And so I feel right. like they, they were susceptible. But I don't feel like the Astros should be, you know, it should be that the the A's were playing the Twins or right. uh, yeah. in, in the division series. Um, and the Rays against either the Indians or the White Sox. If if we had the old quote unquote old playoff structure for the short season, you would have had your three division champs get in: Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and Oakland. And then the wild card game would have been White Sox at Indians. They, <clears throat> um. They they both had yeah. better records than the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Yankees finished thirty three and twenty seven. Uh, they both Cleveland and Chicago both finished thirty five and twenty five. Huh. The Yankees highest seeded because the number two, the second place team in each division, automatically get seeded above the third place teams. So the the eight seed were the Toronto Blue Jays, and the seven seed was Chicago. Because they both finished third in their divisions, even though the White Sox had a better record than the Yankees. Hmm. It was really stupid. And then the A's, because the A's, I mean, not the A's, Houston, the Astros, they actually were seeded higher than Chicago and Toronto, even though they didn't finish 500. Hmm. Right. Yeah, so the Yankees shouldn't even have been there either. <clears throat> right. Um, Anyway, it's a weaker pool, I feel like. And you end up like, it's like the, you know, the a team like the Astros can come through a weaker lane and like beat out, like, beat out a team that they, you know, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. And so like, then we end up with like, you know, we end up with like, this is kind of moving into our next point, but we end up with the situation like the Dodgers, where the Dodgers didn't have to try to win their first two series. Right. Right. And now they're up against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, do you have any points about the Astros you want to make? I, Tampa Bay's got better pitching. Uh, like, Houston, outside of Granky, McCullough's got knocked up. Knocked up, knocked around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's pregnant now. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time. Oh, man, they got seven runs and three innings off of this guy. They knocked him up. He got knocked up so hard. <laughs> um, exactly. But outside of Greinke, I don't trust Houston's pitching. And Tampa Bay, I think the TBS uh, guys have said this a couple of times about the Rays, that Tampa Bay is really made for this crazy postseason with, like, using the opener, a stacked bullpen, and enough good starting pitching that they don't need an off day. Because you're playing, they're not getting days off between games. Right. <clears throat> right, exactly. And that's a huge factor, especially for a team that has a starter that can't go, you know, a team like the the Astros who don't have good starting pitching, although they have gotten good starting pitching so far. But right. at a certain point, like, 
somebody's going to come out in the third inning, and then that's going to be such a huge disadvantage for the rest of the series. Right. Yeah, that kind of happened to the Yankees in that short of series, too. They they were running. That's one reason why I think he depended on Chapman too much. They really didn't have a lot of arms left in the bullpen. Right. Um, so the Rays and the Astros are playing right now. Astros are up one nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, do you want to read question three, or do you want me to read question three? Yeah, I'll do three? it. <clears throat> oh, uh, okay, so last week we were openly wondering if the L.A. Dodgers were even going to lose one game before the World Series. Well, they lost. They lost twice in the NLCS against the Atlanta Braves. <clears throat> the Dodgers have kind of sleepwalked. Sleepwalked? 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 Kind I would of say sleepwalked. That's a good sleptwalked. Let's go with sleepwalked. Let's go with slep strolled through the playoffs so far so far uh against far inferior opponents in the Brewers and the Padres <clears throat> they were not losing games rather than winning them and they are failing their first true test in the playoffs against the Braves dropping game 1-5-1 despite a decent night by ace Walker Bueller and the bullpen who kept a 1-1 tie going into the ninth inning when the Braves put up four runs on two home runs uh, they just, like, the game just ended, uh, right. <clears throat> and the final score was 8-7. Uh, but they didn't show much fire to win. They scored almost all their points, all their runs, in the end of that game, the 8th and the ninth innings. Uh, I think it was 8-3 going into the 8th. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so the question is, do you think the Dodgers just expect to be handed the World Series trophy? Yeah, maybe... I mean, they're the team with eight, what is it, eight or nine consecutive division titles. They're zero and two in the World Series. You know, they're the they're the uh, entitled team in the West now. Right. That they they they're going to be there every year. The thing about the Dodgers, though, as everybody knows, is that they haven't been able to get over the hump. Um, Clayton Koshaw got scratched tonight with a sore back, but the joke about that is then he didn't have to give up back-to-back home runs. Right. <clears throat> right, um, he avoided getting knocked up for another night. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> Braves did not get up. Too funny. Um, the other thing, and again, maybe this is just luck. I don't know. I don't know. The Dodgers have picked a really bad time to get cold on offense right well i talked about this last week they've been kind of cold on offense all through the playoffs and they did just score a lot of runs in the end of this game max muncie hit a home run which maybe is his first of the playoffs and um bellinger he hit a home run no that was seager uh bellinger hit a bellinger hit a triple though okay or maybe did Bellinger hit a Bellinger home run in the beginning. Three run home run. No, Seeger hit the three-run home run. Oh, okay. But Bellinger um, maybe hit a home run in the beginning. I mean, I'm still on board with Mookie Betts and our MVP, at least regular season MVP. Right. I mean, that they are still stacked, but uh, Atlanta's kicking their asses so far. Atlanta's hitters have been lights out also. 
And of course, the Braves were that team that eliminated the Cincinnati Reds without. Okay, the Reds, the Braves eliminated the Reds with only giving up, I think, zero runs in that series. Yeah, zero or one. Yeah. However, you say the Dodgers haven't been challenged. Atlanta's gotten to play Cincinnati and Miami. Cincinnati, though, I feel like that was a tough series. Like they had one, they had like a sixteen inning game or a fourteen inning game. And then um, they had a nine-inning game, but <clears throat> you know they those were tough games. Yeah, I would give a little more props to the San Diego Padres. I mean, I, I like making fun of them, uh, but I thought they were a legitimate team. Well, they're like the White team. Sox. There's yeah, like a like lot of talent team. there, but they made some serious mistakes in that series. Yes, um, <clears throat> like they. You know they made mistakes, and the whites and the and the Dodgers didn't make mistakes, and that was the right. difference in that series. Like it and wasn't the, <clears throat> the Dodgers just like played clean baseball. Yeah, and like you need to do more than that if you want to win a World Series. Right, but you don't need to do more than that to win the NLDS. Not if the teams you're playing against are going to make mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that they'll keep the expanded playoffs. At least I really hope that they don't. Do you think the Dodgers beating the Padres had to do with experience beating youth? Yeah, I do. I think that um, it was the I think it was the first game, the Padres starter, and they're like, this guy has like a ridiculous strikeout to walk ratio, and he never walks anybody. And he walked like five guys in the first inning. Right. Like that's not a thing that, you know, that's a nerves thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the Dodgers, they've all been there before. They just they go just there. Right. It's like an automatic. The Braves are a young team without playoff experience also, but they've got Mokakis and Freddie Freeman and Pablo fucking Sandoval on their team. Yeah, they also so, went to the playoffs last season. They did, that's right, and lost to the Cardinals. They, I mean, they lost in the first round, but that's something. Yeah, that's a good point. So even Acuna and the other young guys, who I can't remember their names off the top of my head, they've at least been there before. Right. But and also like Freddie Freeman is stepping up. I know I keep bringing this yeah. up, but somebody's got to be the guy. And Freddie Freeman is looking like the guy for the for the uh, Braves right now. Yeah, he's playing lights out, getting those key hits, those hits in key key moments. Oh, I got speaking of being the guy in Game Two of Rays Astros. Uh, Manny Margot was the guy. I don't know if you watched him. Oh, yeah. He, he hit a home run, and then the next half inning, he makes just the most ridiculous catch. Right. Going toppling head over heels into Petco Park. Looks like he kind of hurt himself, but made just right. an amazing catch. Okay, I got to question you about that catch. How many yeah. times better do you think that catch was than the famous Derek Jeter catch? Oh, so much. Better. Like at least ten times yeah. better. Like 
who's going to remember that catch after this season? They're never going to play that on a best of highlight reel. Like that was so right. much better than that bullshit Derek Jeter catch. <laughs> the bullshit Derek Jeter catch. Because Derek Jeter did not have to go into the stands. He caught he the ball like, long before he went into the stands. Yeah, this guy he, dove he, he, over like a nine foot wall to catch that ball. I know. And it fell onto like cement. Yeah. Also. Head first. <laughs> yeah. And made the catch. Right. Yeah, that was insane. That was so cool. Uh, so do you think, I mean, the Astros and the Dodgers, the, the you know, reigning champs, so to speak, comparatively, they were both down in their respective championship series. Right. Do you think either of them are going to come back? Maybe. Who do you think has got the better <clears throat> chance? I think the Dodgers have the best chance of coming back. Um, yeah. I think that the Rays are, like, I think the Rays are locked in. Like they're down now, but they're only down by it's like one nothing, and I think that they're locked in and they're like playing really clean, really like uh, disciplined baseball. They're getting hits in key moments, uh, and they're pitching really well. And I think that like they're looking like a World Series team. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers, like the Braves, like if the Dodgers wake up, it could be anyone's series. But like they gotta wake up, man. They've been asleep all all postseason, and it's now or never for them. It's getting it's getting that time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, stay tuned. We will be here giving you all of our hot takes and shout outs. Tweet at us. Email us. Dumpunthump at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook if you want us to give you a shout out and uh, make fun of your favorite teams because we'll do that. We will. There are fans at the Braves, Do- Braves Dodgers. I know. Game, by the way. It's very cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so what if we got the ghost of Joe Morgan to be the White Sox next manager? <clears throat> that would be sick. Like if <laughs> Joe Morgan's ghost takes over Yasiel Puig's body and becomes player manager? Yes. That sounds like a 90s Disney baseball movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like Ghost Fielder or something like that. <laughs> right. I don't know what they can <laughs> You know, like, or I guess I don't. Ooh, I don't want to jinx another player by saying his name because I don't want players to die. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say it because then I'd feel <laughs> really bad. But yeah, Joe Morgan should come back. He should haunt the shit out of Yasiel Puig, possess his body, and get the job as the Chicago White Sox manager. Rod Washington is the third base coach for the Braves. Really? Yeah. He'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing, we talked about Cora. I should stop before I get too off task. We get, we talked about Cora uh, being Latino, right? When he was the, the manager for the Red Sox, I think you brought this up a couple of times, and the advantage that gave him, like, building culture within uh, a clubhouse with lots of Latinos. Right, just a diverse clubhouse, yeah. Yeah. He's really good with young players, too. Like, he really brought out um, Devers and Bogart's kind of 
kind of really helped them make huge strides forward. So, I mean, that's like, he gets credit for that. Yeah. I mean, the White Sox have all the Cuban players. They don't have a lot of Puerto Rican players, I don't think, but uh, Eloy is Dominican. I don't know. A very Latino heavy team. Right. Good to have someone who's Latino, who speaks Spanish, or is at least able to like communicate on that level, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, how about this? Chicago White Sox manager Barack Obama. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> he like really good at motivating them. And right. He he would give like the best pregame speeches. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. But then he would like have no idea how to like when to call for a stack bunt or something like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right and can you imagine like going out to like scream at an umpire with like three secret service agents right behind you <laughs> yeah what would happen if he gets kicked out of the game like, right with... like joe west would maybe shut his fucking trap then <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i could have the cia find you joe yeah. west <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck yeah all right. Anything? Any last words? I don't know. Like, here's rooting for a Braves Rays World Series. Yeah, that could be fun. That could be fun. Although, yeah, no, Dodgers Astros has got a lot of bad blood. Right, but that's like such a fucking weak series. Yeah, I agree. That's like such a Disney fluff series. Give me a break. Yep. yep. I was also surprised we didn't get a lot of bad blood out of the division series like we had hoped. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying about the Rays. I feel like they're just locked in. They're like, then none of that shit matters. Yep. We got a World Series potential team. Let's not fuck it up with, like, feeling emotions. (laughs) You're right. You're totally right. Yep. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, He is Sam. I am Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. I didn't explain why I picked this song, but too bad.